There comes a time in business where sometimes you feel like you're just not sure what next step you can take, how to make things work better when you've been doing something that's been working for so long, how to start growing and scaling. And so over the next few weeks, I'm going to be inviting some of my current and past clients to share some of their stories on the podcast so that you can get a real sense from a story of how people are making changes, how people start to tweak things, reimagine things so that they can really work and help them get to that next bigger level in their business. This week, Amy Friesen is joining me from Tea and Toast, and she's done a lot of growth in the last few years of her business. And I'm excited to jump into talking about what that looked like and how she went through some of the resistance she felt to change in order to get to the other side so that she could make her business work better, grow her team, and just help more people. So let's jump into this week's episode of the Biz Podcast. Welcome to the Biz Podcast, where we're going to talk about running a business you love while still having the life you want. I'm Lara Wellman, and together we're going to talk about dreams, goals, and strategies, but even more importantly, mindset, boundaries, breaking the rules, and getting out of your own way. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Amy. Thanks for having me, Lara. I appreciate it. I'm going to start out, as I always do, and ask you to tell everybody who you are and what it is that you do. Sure. So I'm Amy Friesen. I am best-selling author and multiple award winner, which I'm happy to say. And I run a company called Tea and Toast, and we develop strategies for families who are looking to make a move into retirement living and really just anything around retirement and long-term care, the situation whether it's to stay at home, whether it's to get pendants or whether it's moving, just to make sure we can advise our families properly. Amazing. I love what you do. And you and I have worked together in the past, so I know a bunch of your story. And I wanted to invite you to come onto the show so that we could talk about some of the ways that you have to sort of change and grow as your business grows, right? So you start off and, and you have a bunch of things and ways that you do things and it works really well. But then as you keep growing, you need to start to sort of be nimble and pivot and find new ways of doing things. And just talking a little bit about how that went for you and how it can be challenging, but how it can be really successful. Well, when I started, when Tinto started, we're turning six in a couple of days, actually, in May. And when we started, the industry is super fluctuating. There's new people coming in. It's brand new industry, senior living advisors. And so everyone basically started up by offering a complimentary service, which worked well. And a lot of people didn't want to rock the boat. And we still don't. We want to make sure that we're always providing top services for both our clients and for our retirement homes. But as time goes on, I noticed, you know, building a team that I really had to pay attention to what was happening for my advisors and their time. And I knew when I was on my own, I was doing some pro bono type work because not every company works with advisors. And in order to make sure we were completely transparent, I was doing this pro bono work, but that doesn't work as well when you have a team and you want to make sure that they are transparent as well. So we undertook a strategy session with you (laughs) and we just figured out that maybe we should start looking into charging for consulting and different things like that and adding services. So still offering complimentary service the same way we always did, but adding these services and in that being super transparent about 
what we actually offer and let people know we still offer the same service, but we've added all this stuff. And as you know, it was terrible for me to do because there's only a couple of us that are in this industry and it really set my company up for a spotlight on, oh no, no, they're charging now. So there's a lot of explanation that goes around when you have to change what the industry knows about advisors. So let's back up actually a little bit and explain more how it works so that people can get a good picture of what it is that you were doing, how things were working, especially in a new industry, and then what that meant in terms of charging. So you're saying it was a complimentary service. So explain a little bit more about how you worked and what it is that you do. I think it's an amazing thing that people need at the same time, people will learn that this is a thing, but also we can just sort of get more of an idea about why it would have been complimentary and how you were starting to change things. Well, the idea of the industry is to sort of act like brokers. So more like a middleman, right? And even though I don't really like the terminology, that's what people relate to. And so by doing that, there's the expectation that our bill will be paid, our time will be covered by the retirement homes which is fine and which happens most of the time because some of the retirement homes prefer to have their own in-house marketers at like a regional level or the way that they used to do things all the time. They choose not to work with advisors on a national level, meaning that it comes down from head office that nobody's working with them in a certain company. So we are able to work around that or we're able to make sure we're adding suggestions about that. But before we started adding extra services in order to do that would mean a lot of time and a lot of effort to make sure people were in the right spots, but they might not have always been a home that would cover us for our time, which means that we didn't get paid for it. And I did that a lot. I did that for a couple of years to build our brand, to build our community relationships, to make sure people understand that, you know, we are true to what we say. We're transparent. This is how we're doing it. But then we learned more and more and more that a lot of people, when we actually explain it to them, will say, oh, no, I don't want to work with those companies if they don't want to work with tea and toast. So don't even bother looking at them. Or most people, I would say 98% of our people, when we now tell them, okay, there's a consulting fee or there's the free service, I'd say 98% of them say, we'll just go with the complimentary one. No problem. So because we work with most of the homes in Ottawa, we probably have market share of the homes that we work with and we're able to establish relationships in Ottawa different than some of my competitors. We actually work with almost all of the homes by now, whether it's on contract or whether it's per person, just kind of on one-offs. So to change that, set every other advisor up as well, because, you know, someone has to lead the charge, I guess, but they're most likely having the same difficulties, right? Because they're also not able to get paid to refer to those homes. So I was trying to make the industry more transparent in general, I guess, by throwing us out there and doing it first and letting people know like this is how the industry works and you need to educate yourself. But this is how we've changed to make sure. And then, like I said, we're still able to do all the free stuff, but we are also able to do extra Like we can do all this extra stuff now because we're able to cover off our time and our expertise. Right. And that's what a lot of the people that I work with are at a place where they're working too much and they don't know that they're going to make enough money for it. And if you're setting yourself up to not feel like you're going to be compensated, number one, 
you start to resent the work that you're doing. Number two, it's hard to feel like you can hire a team to help you when you're responsible for helping make sure that they get paid. And just in general, you know this, that I feel people need to be well compensated for their time and that we need to make that just like the expectation. As long as, you know, I think most people or enough people to pay you well want to make sure that you're well compensated for your time and are not trying to just have you work hours for no pay. So you want to make sure that you create a business that's going to set you and everybody else up to succeed and grow. Well, and one of the main problems is that the expectation now of the industry, because it was free, 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 free. I don't even like to use the word free. I prefer complimentary. And at that, I've stopped even using that because the value that myself and my team bring is invaluable for those families. And we hear it every client and every family we work with, except for the fact that the industry is set up in a free manner. And so it's very similar to, I guess, investment folks that work as brokers and then some you pay, right? And it's like, you can choose what you like. And even with us, you can choose which service complimentary or not, but it's hard to get over and change an industry that's super based on free, even though we feel like we should be compensated for our time and expertise. And there's very, very few of us that do it. Right. So if the industry is not big enough to make too big of a change in, you have to kind of do it piece by piece. But a lot of the stuff I deal with, with my clients and my families is caregiver burnout and, I speak with it a lot, you know, in my business and with, you know, my two-year-old and, and stuff like that. And that's how I can relate to a lot of the families. And I had to look at my own business and myself and I can't burn out and not be compensated for the pro bono stuff I was doing, because if I do, then no one gets the service. That's right. And that's something I see a lot too, right? If you give so much that you burn out, then you can't help anybody. And the core of why you do what you do is because you want to be of service and help these people find the best place to live. And you knew there was a better way to do it. It is a core. And I've been in this industry almost 17 years now. So, you know, it can be difficult at times, but you know, you're trying to provide a service to make people's lives easier. And I think our clients feel that way as well. I mean, like I said, we hear from a lot of them that the shocking thing that I usually hear is, I don't know that we would have been able to do this without you, which always brings up to my mind, well, what were you going to do before advisors even existed? Because they've only been in this area six or so years. You know, what was happening before? Well, when I worked in the homes, people were coming and doing 10 and 15 tours and spending hours and hours and hours trying to sort it. And a lot of them even said to me when they come to me after they've moved their parent and I meet them at a networking event or whatnot, they say, you know, I did all the research and I still don't know if I moved my mom or dad to the right place. And it's heartbreaking. You know, nobody's perfect, but we can nail it pretty quickly and very efficiently, right? And we can say, these are the differences. These are the homes that really fit what you need. And within a couple of hours working with us, then people have a direction and they don't feel like they're so alone. They don't feel like they're just doing this decision that's super heavy and sometimes they're making it for their parent because, you know, their parent can't make the decision. It's all on them. Their siblings are gone. Nobody's helping them. Who's going to help them, right? And it's just with people's jobs and kids and all that stuff the way it is now, it's important to have support, whether it's in this form or, or another. Yeah. So 
like you said, it was difficult for you to feel like you were going to switch things up and charge people, but you did. And while a lot of people still pick the complimentary, how has that changed things for you in your business? It gives me an outlet to stop using the word complimentary because I just want to make sure people understand the value of what we offer. And it also allows us, you know, we work a lot with consulting now. We do a lot of consulting and we have a long-term care navigation and those things didn't really exist before because the consulting was kind of wrapped up in the complimentary service, but people still need a service that's in between moving and deciding. And so we're able to do that. And so we work with a couple of consulting clients each month and we work with probably one or two long-term care navigation clients each month too, because it's a brand new service. So we're able to move that. And I think that we're actually helping clients a lot better because we're open to having other services and making sure that they get what they need. Right. So now you're charging for those things. It's given you more revenue streams and people didn't get angry. Most of them didn't. There's, <laughs> there's definitely people that don't understand, but that comes with any business, right? And the only thing we can do is be true to who we are and what our business is about and give people as much information as we can and be of service to them. And really, you know, the most that's come down, we have privacy agreements. We're the only consultants that have a privacy agreement. And that also has bit us a couple of times because some other folks are advertising that you don't have to sign a privacy agreement. But the issue is, is that ours tells people how we use their information. It tells people how we keep it private and what we're doing with it. And it sets up our agreement between family and consultant. It's not to lock people in. It's to make sure they understand we're protecting their privacy, right? So these service agreements are very important for us. So it's a matter of always trying to be transparent with people too. Yeah. And I mean, you want to be transparent and you want to create a business that makes sure, again, we're coming back to this whole not burning out, right? You want to make a creative business working with the kind of people who are going to respect the value for what you do and respect your time and respect what you're doing. And there are enough people out there who will do that and who you can reach so that you don't burn out and give up the whole damn thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, with the charge system too, I even implemented a small charge if people basically decided to not move for the fact of there's a lot of independent folks in their homes, which is the only people this really works for who want to have a look at retirement homes, but they're not committed. Some people just want you to go on three and four tours and do all the work. And then they say, Oh, I'm not moving. You know, that doesn't work the same if somebody passes away or something like that. Like we're obviously reasonable, but there's a lot of people who take free lunches all over the town, just trying the food and stuff. And although we want to help them, we can't use our time that way. So we actually implemented that. And there's people that have been happy to do that. If we can give them the information and give it a go, and then they decide not to, they're happy to pay the small fee to cover some of our time. Yeah. So what are other ways that you sort of started to make changes so that the business could keep growing and being more efficient and helping more people? Well, it's always been really important to me to basically pick up the phone every single time because I don't want people waiting, but also our industry is quite competitive. And if people are calling from the hospital, for instance, and they get a list of advisors and there's a couple of us on here, what was happening in the early days basically trained me to always pick up my phone because what would happen is 
they would call us. And if I missed it, then they would have already called the next person online. They would not wait. And so I basically got into a nasty habit of like having my phone constantly, but that's not any way to live. Right. And now with a two-year-old and my husband and the dogs and everybody else, it's just unreasonable. It is reasonable that if I miss the call, I will call you back right away. But it's just sometimes you can't pick it up. So what we've done is I've got a business development manager. So between the two of us, we usually answer the phones and pick up the emails. But she's mainly on phones, which gives our clients someone to talk to during business hours mostly. It gives them someone to talk to right away so they understand and they feel comfortable that one of the advisors will call them back and that we do understand their needs and we're taking care of things. And then that way, if nobody's available, at least they have this sense of peace, not to worry and reassurance. So that was a big thing to change because I, as you know, I was always on phone, just never letting it go. So our client service has always been top notch and we will do that all the time, but because I'm in tours or I'm working or I'm busy and doing other things, having a dedicated office person to actually answer it, at least during business hours has been helpful. So people just feel that they've been taken care of properly. Yeah. And that's, again, something I talk about with people all the time, right? Not everything has to be done by you to be done well, to be done in your way. And then that opens up some extra time for you to either just be with your family or work on other things. Well, and and there's always room to develop other things, right? So being in the situation we are at this point, you know, I'm the one that's developing the business. I'm the one that shapes it. So either we stay status quo, we just keep doing what we're doing, or I shape it as things ebb and flow, and I'm not really one to sit still. So I like to develop the industry, I like to develop what we're doing because I love what I do, and there's a lot of things that come up or pivot that we can do throughout my day that will open us up to be able to help more families and serve people better if we implement different things. And so, if I'm doing that, trying to build a business, as well as I still take some clients, we have to just keep building, right? Yeah, so that was what I wanted to sort of have this conversation be about, how you still provide the same value, still give people what they need, still do all those things, but it doesn't have to always be exactly the same to still have the core values, the core of what you're giving, and then that gives you the opportunity to bring more team members on to of your time to come and create new things and write an ebook, which I will also get you to talk about, right? So it gives you more opportunity when you can have other people on your team help support you. So it's just one of those big messages, right? Like it can be hard to make some of those changes. There can be a lot of resistances to how it's going to work when things have always worked a different way. But it does. You're not not talking about me specifically, right? With the resistance, it only took us what a year and a half to get me to change my pricing. So it takes a while. You have to work with it. You have to get into a spot where you feel comfortable. Because when we started talking about it, I wasn't comfortable whatsoever. Because in order to charge, meant I had to completely turn the industry upside down, and I didn't know what was on the other side of it. That's yeah. step by step. You stepped in and it was okay. It's okay. It was well worth it. <laughs> Seems as though we're here. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for coming and talking a bit about this. I think that it's really helpful for people to hear how others have started to make changes and 
pushed through resistance where they like, I, I don't think it'll work. And it does. So I appreciate you sharing that with everybody. And then I want you to also tell people about your ebook and we will put a link to it in the show notes in case they want to learn some more from you about what it is that you know and do. Sure. Yeah. I um, released an ebook about a month ago called breadcrumbs piecing together the retirement living industry. And it's based on a lot of speaking that I do and just developing myself, Amy, as just a little bit separate from TNTOS as well, just as a knowledge base. You know, it talks about different things that we come up against. It talks about different situations. So families who are reading it know they're not alone, that other people are going through this. And a lot of the times people relate a lot better to stories. So the most comments I've had are in the back of the book, it says, where are they now? And it tells you what's happened to my clients. Of course, all the names are changed, but it tells you what's happened. And people really enjoy that because, you know, it's based on me watching a show or something and you get on this cliffhanger and then nothing is ever resolved. And you said, what's happening? Where are they? And so in the back, I wanted to make sure that I gave people updates so that people really appreciate that, which is kind of cool. But yeah, it's on Amazon and you can get it on our site as well. Awesome. Yeah. So anybody who maybe has a parent, a family member, a friend who is starting to think about retirement living, this is going to help them figure out where to start, right? Yeah. I'm hoping it'll help a lot of, it's designed for seniors and their family members, but it speaks a lot to the caregivers in general. And a lot of those caregivers that we deal with or work with are family members. And it relates a lot, again, with me and Eva, my daughter, and the parallels between both. But I'm hoping that it gives people strategies and ways to look at different things, as opposed to just being overwhelmed and super stressed because of the situation. Because there's always different ways to look at it. But sometimes when you're too deep, you can't see the other ways. Fantastic. So we will put a link to that in the show notes. You can check it out on Amy's website at Tea and Toast or go look at it on Amazon. Thank you again for joining me today, Amy. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I hope you got a lot of value and ideas out of it. Until the next episode, come and hang out some more with me. I've got a free Facebook group that's called Building Your Next Level Biz. I share lots of trainings. I do all kinds of mini workshops in there that are all free. So check out the show notes. Come and join me there. And that will be our place to hang out between episodes.